Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. City of Chronicles is a Bayer Chronicles production. The COVID podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. COVID, Mina. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Seria Chronicles podcast. Okay, can we start that again? <laughs> I just got a bunch of messages. Sorry. Let's do it. Yep. Let's go. All right. I'll launch it. Yay. Hello and welcome to our Seria Chronicles Q&A. Weekly treat this has become. We didn't know at the start. We just thought, let's do a QA and see if, if people like it. And it seems like people like it. We're getting lots of awesome questions um every week. So we thought, well, let's make it into a regular feature. So it's me, Nikki Bandini, as always, with Mina Riziki. Mina, how are you? Well, you know, since the last time we spoke, I'm a bit I'm joking. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Um Let's jump right in with some questions. Um, the first one we've got is from Johnny Douglas, who is in Newcastle upon time. As a Newcastle fan, what can I expect if Paolo Fonseca is appointed as our new manager? Clearly has a bit of pedigree, mainly from Shakhtar, but doesn't strike me as someone who could fight through a Premier League relegation battle, or maybe I am wrong. Mina, I know, I know you have strong feelings about Paolo Fonseca. So why don't you take us away with this one? I mean, here's the thing. I, I feel like um, I don't sometimes think that he got the recognition that he deserves, uh, but I can also see why you can be a little bit apprehensive with Fonseca. Um, mainly from Shakhtar. What do you mean? What, do you, what about Roma? Where's the pedigree of Roma? Um, but um, here's the thing. Paolo Fonseca is the type of player, sorry, the type of coach who wants to make your team play well. He focuses a lot more on the performance and the result comes afterwards. So that might be a little bit annoying if you are in a relegation battle. But what I want to say is that, you know, he is... 
he is somebody, Fonseca, for example, that we were talking about um, earlier in the show. I was explaining how he, a lot of the times when people would ask him why he was using sort of Bilal in, in the middle rather than sometimes Veritu, for example, who's been such a mainstay in Roma's team and so important um, and a wonderful player in his own right. And he'd say, you know, I want the the ball I want ball possession I want us to play well I want us to try to bring out the best of the players around us to to know how to occupy space to know how to deliver um balls to feet if required or balls into space and he he taught the team and I think he's very good at developing youngsters I think there were so many better performances he was he was looking at Zaniolo and seeing how he could extract his potential and he managed it. He brought in Darbo at the end and you started to think to yourself, wow, Roma has a really great academy and, and, and actually really a lot of great youngsters that he can bring into this game. He's brought out the best in Ibanez and Mancini at the back. Um, I feel like even Borja Mayoral, who nobody believed in at the time, not even in Spain, was a man that was scoring nonstop. I mentioned in the main show that there was a headline afterwards um, after his performance against Dallas Verona that read, do we even need Jacko?" And so what I think Fonseca is very good at is great performances. On a mental level, there have been question marks, obviously largely down to the fact that Roma couldn't win the big games. They wondered whether or not this was a soft team and perhaps not one cut out to, to fight against the big times or fight for the second balls and, and be hungry and trying to get the right victories. And I, and I agree. And I think that is a, a potential problem. But when you watch that performance, for example, in the Europa League against Manchester United, the team was so well assembled, so tactically intelligent, so versatile in the way that they changed shape, understanding of their roles. And for me, I love to see that. So if you can combine that with a better mentality, he'd be the perfect coach. But that's probably the one area that I do think that he needs to work in. So relegation battle, probably not the best thing for him, but I would always choose to have Fonseca in charge of my team if I'm trying to build. Don't know about Nikki. Yeah, that's, that's really well said. I mean, I, I think um, to be sort of, I guess, practical about what sort of football you can expect from him, he's he, he likes a high defensive line. Um, we saw how he really got the most out of, for instance, a player like Chris Smalling, who's a fast defender who'd been struggling at Manchester United and who... He, um, he saw the sort of speed of him and, and, and made that into an asset. So you're going to expect a certain kind of football from him that, yes, again, high defensive line, trying to, to set the center of gravity quite high up the pitch. I think it's, it's certainly, uh, there's much worse, less entertaining kinds of football that you can have for your team. So if that's appealing to you, uh, Johnny, that's, that's something. I also think it's interesting, this idea that he, he isn't necessarily made for a relegation battle when, famously, the thing that was supposed to be wrong with his Roma team was they can beat the small teams, but they can't beat the big teams. Maybe the relegation battle is exactly what that um, combination is is good for. Just just win your, your games against the other small teams. But who knows? It's, it's going Actually, to be a, a new context. Point. Great, great point. At time of recording, he hasn't got the job yet. Um, so we will find out if that happens. But I, I certainly think it would be an interesting appointment and, and one that I'd be excited to, to keep an eye on. Well, Nikki always comes up with a really great point of view. Um, but next question is from Kartik O from New Delhi, India, who is a cricket fan, but enjoys Sadiara, I'm assuming. Um, so, or I quite like that. And I love the question. How do you judge a 1-0 result? While the defensive capabilities can be lauded, does it show weakness in the attacking front? What do you say, Nikki? Well, first of all, just to say, if you're a cricket fan, Kartik, um, you probably already know this, but in case you don't, 
There is some cricketing history within Serie A. Genoa CFC, Genoa are in fact a cricket and football club and they do have a cricket team. So there are some of these clubs actually in Italy because they were set up in the first instance by English um, Englishmen who came to Italy that have got that cricket um, DNA embedded into them. And there's also, of course, uh, beloved and great Italy striker Christian Vieri, who is part Australian in his heritage, is a, is a huge cricket nut. So there is some overlap that we can that we can work into the show for you. But um, how do I judge a one nil result? I think it it really really depends uh, on the game. Is my honest answer. I think that there are situations in which managers uh, set out to achieve a one nil result and they achieve it. And when that happens, I think it's it's always laudable. Any time that you have a plan in 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 any sport, but certainly in football, it's a a complicated team sport with a lot of moving parts. If you have a plan and you set out to achieve it and you achieve it, then I think that that you absolutely want to to laud it. And I think sometimes there's actually lots of different reasons why you can choose to pursue that. You might choose to pursue it as you suggest in your question, because you feel like you have got weaknesses in the attacking area, or you might choose to pursue it because you see uh, strengths in your opponent who you think you can't uh, stop from uh, scoring freely unless you devote your game plan to that, or you might see your own defence as a strength. And I think that to bring it back to Serie A, I think specifically there have been several iterations of this recent Juventus team that would absolutely view their greatest strength as defence. And I'm thinking about the version that went to a Champions League final with the the famous BBC. The famous BBC, by the way, Juventus, that got shifted at two different times. At one point, that was Barzagli Bonucci Chiellini. And then when Barzagli left, it became Buffon Bonucci Chiellini. Buffon was always there. So actually, at one point, it was really a BBBC. But that team made a great sort of strength in its defence and celebrated it. And went to a Champions League final, even the one that, that sort of ends up going horribly wrong in the final against Real Madrid. There was that beautiful contrast in the way those two teams identified themselves, one as a defensive team and one as an attacking team. And, and to me, they're equally valid. In the end, one wins on the pitch, but but it's not always that it goes that way. It's just that that's how those two teams went. And I think Max Allegri is trying to bring that back at Juventus right now. He's looking at what he has in his squad and he's saying, well, the strength of this team is perhaps it's a bad thing, but it's still um, that defence, Bonucci and, and Chiellini, and we'll start there and we'll, we'll work forwards. And in some pretty big games recently, such as the game against Chelsea in the Champions League, it's, it's worked out great. So to me, it, it, it depends absolutely on, on the game and, and the, the context, how you judge that one result, Mina. I don't know if you feel the same about that. I, I have to say, I think you've nailed it because it really is just... It really is about the performance, you know. You wonder whether one nil is because you know maybe the other opponent has a really strong defense, and then you have to really be impressed with the one goal scored, or you can actually look at this and think it's a counter-attacking team, and they're just going to close up shop at the back and then try, and it's actually boring football. Um, and you could be right on every stage or on no stages, um, but I do like I like Nikki said, it does depend on the performance. But for me. One nil always signified the ability to do everything. So it's about balance. When I see score lines like 5-4, I automatically get a little bit irritated because I think, okay, you can score, but you can't, certainly can't defend. 
But with a one nil, it shows me that you can do a little bit of everything and what, what's necessary to bring home the result. Maybe not entertaining, but I'm a result kind of gal. <laughs> I'm a UVA fan. So I care only about the ability to know how to spread and score the goal when necessary or how to retract and keep your position to make sure that you keep a clean sheet. Clean sheets for me are my bread and butter. So if you can do that and also manage to score a goal, then I'm a happy bunny. And I think that that's how Allegri looks at it too. Uh, that's certainly how Marcello Lippi did back in the day. But for others, I can totally understand why they can look at this as being boring. But like Nikki said, it does depend on the performance. I'm going to make me so mad by evoking uh, the, the counterpoint to what you just said, which is in Italy, we do talk a lot about balance of the one nils. And Roberto De Zerbi uh, once said, everyone talks about balance when it's one nil. Why can't it be balanced when it's, I can't remember what scoreline he said, but something like four, three. So that's still balance. We still got on the right side of it. So um, I, 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 uh, I, I like that as a, as a counterpoint. This was a man who was smashed 5-0 because they thought he was so clever in the second half with his substitutions by Carlo Angelotti. So really, does that that until balanced. you can figure out balance, don't talk to me. <laughs> Let's go to the next question, which is from Ethan Henson, uh, who's in the East Midlands. Uh, does Napoli need to sacrifice a run in the Europa League to sustain a race for the Scudetto? What do you reckon? I don't know, because I feel like Nikki might have a different answer to this, but I actually don't think so. Um, listen, it's going to be tough for them uh, when obviously the African Cup of Nations will start. We've already spoken about this because this, the spine of their team will be missing. Koulibaly, obviously, um, Anguissa and Osman. But right now, I think they do have a lot of depth that can cover up uh, for certain matches in the Euro in the Europa League. I don't necessarily think... I mean, it's difficult and it's exhausting, but I think that I'd like to see Lobotka. I'd like to see more of Deme. Um, I thought he was extraordinary at the end of last season. And obviously with Anguissa playing all the time, you don't necessarily have to try any other option. There is Dries Mertens up front, who is the top scorer at Napoli. There is obviously Chucky Luzano. There is Politano. There is so many different options on the wings, obviously next to Insigne. So I don't, for me, they do have the squad depth that's necessary to play in two competitions. And I think they have a marvelously tactically, a marvelous mind in, in Spalletti who can oversee all of this. It's about whether or not they can measure or keep up from a physical and mental point of view, because it is really exhausting to play, I think, in the Europa League. Sometimes I think it's even more exhausting than the Champions League because you are playing on Thursday nights and then you have the weekend games uh, to try to navigate through. So... Possibly speaking, but for me, I, I, I do think that there is something slightly different about this team because of Spalletti and I and I want to give him all the plaudits uh, also for extracting the best out of Osserman. Um, and I just feel like with me, I don't even feel like this player gets tired. So you probably could play him in every single match and he's still raring to go trying to score. So he's just, oh, he's just wonderful, isn't he? So... Um, I would say, no, I don't think they need to do that. But from a possibly from a psychological point of view, having said that wins bring more wins. So when you are high and you are going off confidence and you are scoring and nailing beautiful performances against Leicester City or whomever, then I also think that that will also help you in Zeria. So personally, for me, I wouldn't say differently, but I feel like Nikki might. So I don't know. 
It's, I, I, and it's a great point what you just said, because I, I always think, for some reason, the one that always sticks in my head is Manchester United when they won the treble under Sir Alex Ferguson. And they were, players were sort of visibly tired late in that campaign. I think even in the final against Bayern Munich, you could see how much their legs had been run out. But something about the momentum of winning kept them going and got them across the line in the end. Um, and, and I think that's that's valid. I think what gives me reservation is, first of all, what you already said about Thursday nights compared to Tuesday and Wednesday nights, there is something in that, that there's sort of in the the big data, it does seem like teams playing in the Europa League struggle more in their domestic campaigns. The other thing is just for me that this is going to be a big defining point for this whole season for Napoli and for Milan, that Africa Cup of Nations that's coming at the beginning of next year is going to take away some really important players at a really important time. And I think if you pile that on top of a long Europa League run, it can become problematic. But I could be wrong. It's just my opinion, but I, I am worried about the, the volume of games that some of those players are going to end up playing. Um, because again, I mean, I think we said this last uh, last week on, on the podcast, but to, to name them, I mean, Napoli are going to be without, during the Cup of Nations, without Ossiman, without Anguissa and without Koulibaly. That's that's the spine of a team right there. So it is it is a really meaningful difference that tournament's going to make. Um, yeah, we've got one more because it's our favourite. No, actually, you're all our favourites. We don't choose. You're all like a, it's like having children. I'm oh, sorry, that reminded me of all. You're all our favourites, for sure. <laughs> There's a really funny story from my uni days um, in which uh, one of our friends dressed up as the chicken on for Halloween because it's coming up and then walked into Tesco and went to the chicken box and went, my babies. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about that. I'm sorry, ignore me. <laughs> oh my goodness. He starts picking them all up from the freezer and saying, my baby. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. It was the funniest thing that had ever happened. In me anyway. So oh, I, I, love I that thought nice. of that now when I was saying everyone's our favourite. But Noomsie writes to us so often, um, and so we love a we love a fan who engages with us um, on, especially at Serio Crown Pod. And he asks, please explain how the obvious and blatant foul on Ishmael Benesser wasn't substantial enough to cancel Porto's goal against Milan. Take it away, Nikki. <laughs> I don't know if I if I can answer this one seriously. Um, look, um, I think Milan have not had the rub of the green through this Europa League, uh, through this Champions League campaign. I think they've had some tough uh, some tough decisions against them. You can add the the Frank Kessies, um sending off as well in in the game before to that. They didn't play well against Porto. They deserve to lose that game. Yeah, sometimes decisions go against you, and it's it's a bummer. I'm not going to defend the referee for you, I'm afraid, Lumsey, but, but I understand your pain. And I also think <laughs> Milan, Milan didn't play that great in that game and, and, and losing was, was probably deserved in that one game. To have no points after three games, I think is, is very unfortunate for how they've played, but they weren't great in, against Porto. Vanessa, who is one of my favourite players alongside Galabria. Yes, I can see your point of view, but I can also tell you that this is the day and age of VAR and there's controversy all around, whether it's Inter versus Lazio or Juve versus Inter or whatever it is. There's just so so much controversy. But on top of, if we're going to add all of this, let's be honest, Porto deserve to win that game. So in the terms of sporting justice, 
I think at the at the end of it, we can say on this occasion, it doesn't matter if Milan lost that one. And if anything, it might be a great thing because now you can go all out for the Scudetto. Always finding that silver lining, Mina. We hope you enjoyed the Serie A Chronicles Q&A. Get your questions in because we love them on Twitter at Serie A Chronpod with the hashtag Chronicles Q&A. Find both of us on Twitter at Nikki Bandini and at Mina Rizuki and find the links for Serie A Chronicles social media in the show notes. Please interact with our content throughout the week. We love to hear from you. And Nikki said I was bullying you, but I'm going to do it again because I'm the city of witch. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. But again, only if you're not. <laughs> Clearly, we feel like married to Sadie and we're a little bit insecure. And we sometimes just want people to tell us we're amazing. <laughs> so leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and consider supporting the show at seriachronicles.com forward slash supporter. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email marketing at mediachronicles.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. Thanks to Nikki Bandini for joining me on the show. And we'll speak to you next week. Ciao. but I'm so gonna mention this <laughs> it's so hard honestly this this episode has been really like yeah I'm sorry I'm finding it really hard to not stop laughing because just as um <laughs> I was about to about to wrap this up halfway through Nikki comes in with always with a silver lining sports social podcast network lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details